Toronto Blue Jays embarking on a stretch in their schedule. Very difficult, as if 25 of the first 37 games on the road wasn't difficult enough. Today opens a 10-game homestand. I mean, that part of it is great, but it's day one, game one of 17 straight games in 17 days. Normally, over the course of 17 days, you'd have at least two. Every now and then, you'd have a third day off in that stretch as well. Blue Jays won't have any. It's some who's who as well as far as competition is concerned. And today's episode, we're going to get you set for the weekend series as it kicks off as the Atlanta Braves are in town. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Certainly thank you for making the Locked On Blue Jay podcast your first podcast listen every day. That is much appreciated. And for our increasing subscribers on our Locked On Blue Jays YouTube page, welcome and thank you for hitting that subscribe button. If you would be so kind, help spread the word on Locked On Blue Jays. You know, friend, family member, neighbor, your Uber driver. I mean, you name it. And you see they're a Toronto Blue Jay fan. Tell them about Locked On Blue Jay podcast. Tell them Craig sent you. I would really appreciate that. Toronto Blue Jays, oh boy, every dayers will will know. We've talked about the the first half of the schedule for the Toronto Blue Jays a few times. It is daunting. It is it, it is incredible. Now we know a lot of it is because of there were renovations at the Rogers Center, right? Like we know a lot of it is happenstance, yes, but doesn't make it any less daunting. Doesn't make it any more any less scary. That first part we talked about a lot, the 25 road games and the first 37 games, that is now in the Blue Jays' rear view. They did pretty well, I guess you could say. I mean, this last road trip was was an absolute nightmare. But overall, 21-16 and 16 start to those first 37. We, we needed the Blue Jays to not just tread water, needed them to be competitive over that first 37 games, right? Because the rest of the American League East, we said, we talked about it many times, and it happened. The rest of the American League East is not sitting around waiting for the schedule to get in the to even out, right? To, to become fair for the Toronto Blue Jays, <laughs> right? We, we've seen what's going on in the ALE. So 21 and 16, big picture wise, not horrible. Here comes a stretch of 17 games over 17 days. Now, starts with a 10 game homestand. That's the Atlanta Braves are in for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the New York Yankees are in town. Yes, the Yankees are beat up significantly right now, but are any of us exactly looking forward to a four-game series against the Yankees anyway? I'm not, I'll tell you that. I'm still concerned about that series. And then the red-hot, the on-fire Baltimore Orioles in town next weekend to close off this 10-game road trip. After that, holy moly. So that's 10 of the 17. Then they'll go to Tampa Bay, Tropicana Field, the house of horrors for the Toronto Blue Jays. The reason for the bald head is Toronto Blue Jays when they play at, at Tampa Bay at the Trop. Holy moly. And then cl- finish off the 17 days, 17 games and 17 day stretch with three at Minnesota, who, by the way, is the first place team in the AL Central. So difficult, difficult, difficult schedule. Let's start by diving into this 10-game homestand. Now, remember, all of these games are available, of course, for you to take in on SiriusXM. Toronto Blue Jays, you have to like what we've seen so far from them at home. Nine and three overall record, took two to three from the Tigers, took two to three from the Rays, swept the Shy Sox, and then took two to three from the Mariners. Now, the the really the, the ironic thing, every single home series the Jays have had, they've taken the first games in the series. Every single uh, series the Blue Jays have had, that final game of the series, they've had four series at, at Rogers Center, the final game of all four of those series was a chance for the Blue Jays to sweep that series. They, they only accomplished the sweep that one time against uh, against Chicago. But they are they are jumping on teams at Rogers Center in those games one and those games two. 
have to hope that continues against this Atlanta team. Atlanta comes in at 25 and 12. I mean, is that good? Over their last 162 games, so that's a full season. So over the last full season for the Atlanta Braves, they're 110 and 52. Holy moly. Now this season, ironically, they're just 10 and 9 at home. 15 and 3 on the road. 15 and 3 on the road, this Atlanta Braves team. In those three losses, they've totaled four runs. So basically, if the Atlanta Braves are on the road and the offense does anything, they've won that game this season. Offense top tier in 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 all the offensive categories. The offense has been very good, led by Ronald Acuna. Acuna's hitting 347 with an OPS of 1014. Are you kidding me? Holy moly. Oh. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, by the way, Craig, don't forget to toss in 15 stolen bases. Ronald Acuna Jr., superstar. Their new catcher, Sean Murphy. Remember, we, a lot of you Blue Jay fans were hoping that the, the Braves would be interested in making a blockbuster deal for one of Toronto's catchers. Well, they made that deal with Oakland. They seem to have really, <laughs> really poached uh, Oakland. They seem to be winning this trade so far. Anyway, Sean Murphy hitting 288. Nine home runs, 32 RBIs. His OPS is over 1,000 from the catcher spot. The Blue Jays combined from the catcher spot have five home runs and 26 RBIs. Sean Murphy alone for Hotlanta this season, nine home runs, 32 RBIs. Well, And obviously, and counting, right? Holy moly. The Blue Jays all-time versus the Braves, 39 and 34. That includes, of course, 4-2 in the 92 World Series. Yes, please. Now, the last time that these two teams played was back in 2021. You may recall... Blue Jays swept the three-game series at Atlanta and at home. Now, you know, at home, right? That was uh, back in the in the COVID days. It wasn't exactly at home. But anyway, but the Blue Jays smashed the Atlanta Braves in 2021. And remember now, the Braves won the World Series in 2021. So I really <clears> – that, that, that one sticks in my craw. That one sticks in my craw. Remember how close the Blue Jays came to making the playoffs that season? If it wasn't for COVID, literally would have made the playoffs. And as the playoffs played out in 2021, I thought it was crystal clear. Remember how well the Jays were playing in September of 2021? I thought it was crystal clear as those playoffs played out that if the Jays had made the playoffs, they were going to win the whole darn thing. Again, 6-0 and against the Atlanta Braves, who did win the whole darn thing that season. Chris Bassett on the mound. The Hound on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays to kick off this 10-game homestand. 4-2 and on the season. ERA just a bit over 4. Blue Jays 4-3 and in, in Bassett's starts. Now, just 1-2 and in his start so far at Rogers Centre. 17 and a third innings pitched so far at Rogers Centre this season. Just nine hits allowed. 18 strikeouts in those 17 and a third, but 10 walks, 10 walks. And what have we seen from Bassett this season? He's not giving up hits. He is walking a lot of batters. That that, that has been the concern. It's a sixth night start of the season. And whatever Chris Bassett, the veteran, is doing to prepare during the day for those night starts, it's working. Opponents hitting just 156 in, in night games against Bassett. 16 walks in those six night starts. Again, right back to the, 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 the control is, is what we've seen be the issue for Chris Bassett. Matt Olson and uh, Michael Harris III and Marcel Osuna. So those three prominent hitters in the Atlanta lineup, they're combined to just to be just one for 14 with six strikeouts. So Bassett has dominated some of these Braves. Now, the rest of the Atlanta Braves, I, I say Bassett has dominated some of these Braves. The rest of the Atlanta Braves, so any Atlanta Brave not named Matt Olson, Michael Harris III, or Marcel Osuna, 18 for 38 in the career of Chris Bassett. That's a 474 batting average. Holy moly. Now, he faced a lot of these batters when they were with different teams because, ironically, he's only faced Atlanta three times. It was last season. Remember, Chris Bassett was a Met last season, so with, remember, there was still the unbalanced schedule. So he faced the, the, the Braves a, a, a few times, three times, in fact, last season. 
two of those starts were really good. Now, the, the one start was his last start of the season. So maybe he was just working on something to fine tune. It wasn't a game that meant anything. It wasn't a game that had any Im, uh, implications. And, and Atlanta did rock him in that game. So, but but again, hopefully it was it, it was for a reason, right? But hopefully he was just working on something in his last start of the season because his, his first two starts against Atlanta last season were both very good. His sinker and, and his sweeper, you call it the sweeper, right? It's like that more exaggerated curveball, call it the, 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 the new wave to call it is that sweeper. But those two pitches for Chris Bassett have been excellent. Uh, outside of that opening start at St. Louis, in fact, the sinker and the sweeper have been un downright unhittable. And we know Bassett throws a lot of different pitches, though, Craig. That's only speaking to two. Well, a lot of these other pitches have been hit. That cutter's been hit. The four-seamer's been hit. The changeup's been hit. The slider has been hit. Chris Bassett, in fact, he has as many strikeouts with his sinker as he has with those other segments. So you take the sinker and the sweeper, take the sweeper out and leave the sinker. He has as many strikeouts with that sinker as all his other pitches combined. Same thing with the sweeper. Take the sinker out and just leave the sweeper and all his other pitches combined don't have as many strike threes as the sweeper. So that sinker and that sweeper have been massive for the Hound so far this season. Going to need to shore up those other pitches, going to need to shore up his, his, his accuracy. Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves. If you don't know this guy, you're going to. He is awesome. 4-0 record, ERA just a titch over two. I mean, is that good? Holy moly. This will be his eighth start of the season, so quick math tells you he's had seven starts. Braves have won all seven starts. Holy moly. In fact, since he became a full-time starter for the Braves last season, he's had 27 starts. Braves have won 20 of those starts. Is that good? So far this season on the road for Spencer Strider, 17 innings pitched, 26 strikeouts, just one home run allowed on the road, and opponents hitting just 155 versus Spencer Strider on the road. I mean, this Blue Jay offense that is struggling, this Atlanta Braves pitching staff does not offer the cure for what ails you, and Spencer Strider in particular does not offer the cure for what ails you. Blue Jays are going to be in tough tonight. Now, Brandon Belt and Dalton Varshow, they're the only Blue Jays that have ever faced Strider. Uh, Belt has a single. They, they, they've got four combined at-bats. Belt has a single. The other three at-bats were all strikeouts. It, stuff I want to say is similar to Alec Manoa. Now, not necessarily 2023 Alec Manoa, right? More like the Manoa we've seen in the past and the Manoa we hope we're going to see going forward. But and, and, and I say that because he relies on his four-seamer. He relies on his slider to dominate righties, and he only throws his change up to lefties. That's same same with Alec Manoa. Opponents hitting just 188 versus Spencer Strider's fastball this season. And that slider, that slider's worth the price of admission. Where do you see the, the where do you see Spencer Strider? Where do you see this guy's slider? Holy moly. Opponents are hitting 137 against that slider this season. 137. Even last season when we saw Manoa totally dominate with the slider, I think opponents hit like 156, which is incredible. Strider even better than that. <laughs> now, yeah, I know, I know Blue Jays in tough. Blue Jays in tough on this Friday night. Now, in a moment, we'll deep dive Saturday's matchup. Jose Barrios on the mound for the Blue Jays on Saturday. Remember, you can take in all the Blue Jays games on SiriusXM. Now, our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with players, uh, uh, sorry, player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So rare MLB games happen twice weekly. It's a three- and a four-day span. So the first, first series is Monday to Friday, and then you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
And at the end of the game weeks, so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which includes so rare scarcity cards, uh, game tickets, merchandise, VIP experiences, signed jerseys. <laughs> and we talk about the game spirit game experiences those are things like meeting mlb stars so all kinds of really cool things there of course prizes may vary depending on on the competition head to so rare.com slash locked on that's s-o-r-a-r-e.com to draft your team of free player cards set your lineup and start competing to win epic rewards today again that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today so now let's turn our attention to game two of this series, Saturday at the Rogers Center. Jose Barrios on the mound, three and three, ERA a titch under five. I mean, that is an improvement, I guess, from last season. Now, Blue Jays, overall, since they acquired Jose Barrios, this will be the 26th time that he started for the Blue Jays at Rogers Center. In those previous 25 games, Blue Jays have won 20. And that includes 2-0 this season. Remember, they were 14-2 and at Rogers Center last season when Barrios started, even with all of his struggles. I I don't know what it is. He inspires. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but this this is a, a, a results-oriented business, result-oriented sports, right? Wins and losses are paramount. He struggled. Yes, yes. Barrio Bur- uh, struggled last season, but at Rogers Center, Blue Jays won 14 of his 16 starts. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I always say by comparison, you remember tw- we were just talking about 2021 when, and Robbie Ray won the, the, the Cy Young that season. Blue Jays were 17 and 17 when Ray pitched that season. I mean, wouldn't we trade that Robbie Ray Cy Young for one or two more team wins? They would have made the playoffs. I think they would have won the whole darn thing. So ultimately, sure, we'd love to deep baseball's a game of stats. We love to deep dive the stats. Absolutely, yes. But first and foremost, the wins and the losses. Gripe about Barrios. I get it. He, you know, the inconsistencies, the location, I get all of it. What about the results? 20 and 5 at Rogers Center. I mean, that's going to work. 12 innings pitched so far this season at Rogers Center. Just eight hits allowed. Just one walk allowed. In those 12 innings, 15 strikeouts. One run. One run is all he's allowed at the Rogers Center this season. The, you have uh, Acuna Jr. and Ozzy Albies. Now, they're combined seven for eight in their career with a triple and a home run. So as if <laughs> as if we needed more reason to be wary and to watch the matchups with, with Acuna Jr. And, and Ozzy Albies, they have both owned Jose Barrios over the course of their career. Now, interesting to note that those are two righties. Now, Barrios has done well against righties this season. Righties hitting just 216 against Jose Barrios this season. Lefties, though? hitting over 300, and all four home runs that Barrios has allowed this season have been to the lefties. So Atlanta's best lefty got to be Matt Olson. Olson's had success. We're going to have to watch this matchup. Olson's had success in his career against Barrios. Six for 19, a pair of doubles, and a home run. Now, Barrios has five strikeouts in there. Fingers crossed, right? I mean, how about some more of those, Jose, please, and thank you. But, yeah, Bryce Elder is, is the opposition for the – for, for Barrios and the Toronto Blue Jays. He's on the mound for the Hotlanta Braves on Saturday. 3-0 and on the season. 1.74 ERA. Wow. This will be his eighth starts. In his, in his seven starts, Braves have won six. Braves are 6-1 and one in games when Bryce Elder has, has pitched this season. The only game they lost, actually, Elder pitched six great innings, left with a 4-1 lead, and the bullpen blew the game. So the Braves have been awesome in Elder starts this season. Elder is a soft tosser who uh, he relies on, you know, the off-speed pitches and that, and he's never faced the Blue Jays before. 
Can I get an uh-oh, right? Isn't that always, that's always the sort of pitcher the Blue Jays have trouble against. Someone they haven't seen before and someone who's a soft tosser. So my goodness, I'm very nervous about Saturday, about this Saturday matchup. I'll tell you that right now. He's a 3-0 with a 1.47 ERA on the road so far this season. Has not allowed a home run on the road so far this season. Dominating lefties, one thing, one glass half full for the Toronto Blue Jays is he has given up some hits to righties. Springer, Bo, um, I was going to say Varsha, sorry, Vladdy, uh, Chapman. Hey, whoever's at catcher, whether it's Kirk or, or Jansen, that's a righty, right? So come on, righties for this Blue Jay team have to step up on, on Saturday afternoon uh, against Elder. We mentioned earlier that the Blue Jays have been playing very good baseball at Rogers Center, in particular, jumping on teams in the first couple games of the series. Well, we just saw these pitching matchups these first two days. The Hound, Chris Bassett, and and La Maquita, uh, Jose Barrios, are going to have to mind their P's and Q's. They're going to have to be on because between Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder, the Atlanta Braves are bringing it. In particular, if there's a Craig's key to this whole weekend series, uh, and in particular against these two righties on Saturday and Sunday, because remember now, I mean, just so you know, Atlanta's Sunday starter is undecided. They've actually, as well as they're playing as, as good as they've been, they've actually had a, a little bit of scuffles, a little bit of injuries uh, to some of their starters uh, in, in the rotation. They'll get Mike Soroka back uh, soon. We, we wondered if, uh, if that would be who was going to start on Sunday for the Braves. Uh, Atlanta has said that he's making the minor league starts right now and will not be that Sunday starter. But with the woes that right-handed hitters have had against these Atlanta Braves pitchers on Friday and Saturday, I'm really looking at Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman, were we all just absolutely blown away, thrilled with his April? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So was Major League Baseball. Remember, he was the Major League Baseball Player of the Month for Atlanta in May. What a different story. This is, I mean, it's May 12th. Matt, Matt Chapman is still looking for his first home run in the month of May. He hasn't even homered since being honored as the player of the month from April. Doesn't have that many hits uh, either. The approach at the plate, I can't say that it's been super different. If we're having an open, honest conversation, he has had some bad luck because he has continued to have a pretty good approach at the plate. But the, the, the results so far in May, a far cry from what they were in, in April. And Matt Chapman, I mean, Yep, uh, Kevin Kiermaier, for example, took a small step backwards from Maine. Like, there, there's a few Blue Jays who have taken a small step backwards, but they're not the ones that the Blue Jays are asking to do the heavy lifting, right? Matt Chapman's in the middle of this uh, middle of this lineup. Matt Chapman has Vlad and Boba Shed hitting directly in front of him. He's coming up in key moments time and time again. He's coming up in RBI opportunities time and time again. So certainly not out here pushing the panic button. As, as bad as Chapman has been in the month of May, I'm certainly not out here pushing the panic button. What I'm what I'm saying and what I'm hoping is that a return home to the Roger Center, where he's been off to a good start. I hope that that's going to be the cure for what ails him, because the Blue Jays are going to need some of these right-handed bats to, to really do the heavy lifting this weekend. Sunday is Mother's Day, and I hope getting your mom something, I hope your mom is still with us, so that, that you're, you're blessed if that's the case, you already know that, and I hope you didn't have too much stress shopping for mom for Mother's Day, and speaking of taking stress out of shopping, looking for concert tickets, looking for theater tickets, looking for Blue Jay tickets, GameTime.co. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports. It's music, it's comedy, it's theater, any, and any event near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over, over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Easy to find and buy tickets for any event in your area with GameTime. You get image of the seat views. They're, they have the lowest price guarantee. Now, the lowest price guarantee means that, that that's the game time guarantee. So you'll always get the best price. 
If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Of course, Toronto Blue Jays twice already, and I'm I'm looking to do it a third time. I've used the Game Time app uh, for tickets to the Blue Jays. It's a 10-game homestand right now, right? So I'm going to have opportunities to, to go to some of these games. So I'll be using the Game Time app. I'll tell you that right now. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's two taps in your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB. That's going to get you $20 off your first purchase. Yes, please, right? (laughs) Terms apply. Now, again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Yes, indeed. Sunday, Mother's Day. If you're a mother watching Locked On Blue Jays, a happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, much appreciated for taking any time, you know, especially on a Mother's Day weekend, making time to talk Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. Much appreciated there. In the Sunday game, it's a 135, sorry, 137 p.m. Eastern first pitch. Of course, remember, you can always catch that game on Sirius Satellite, on Sirius XM. You say Kikuchi on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. Alec Manoa's mom's going to throw out the first pitch. That'll be awesome. If you're going to the game, make sure you're there in time for that. She should get a, a deservingly rousing applause. That, 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 actually, that actually should be pretty cool and a lot of fun. It'll be you say on the mound for the Blue Jays. How about five and zero oh with a three point three five ERA for you say Kikuchi? Are you kidding me? Holy moly! This will be his eighth start of the season. The Blue Jays have won six of his seven starts so far. I mean, is that good? Wow! 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 Just his third start so far at Rogers Center. Now he's pitched well at Rogers Center this season. Eleven and two thirds innings pitched. He had that uh, that solo home run to to uh, to Taylor Walls in, in that Tampa Bay series. Remember that that solo home run Walls hit. I want to say it opened up the second inning, if you remember. But 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 anyway, one solo home run, one solo home run, one darn run. That's all you say Kikuchi has allowed so far at Rogers Center this season. He's been working it. He's been working it. Now, he's only faced three Braves so far in his career. Matt Olson, five for 20 with a, a double and a pair of home runs in there. So we'll have to watch that matchup closely. And, you know, Matt Olson is so good anyway. Sean Murphy and Eddie Rosario are the other two Braves that have faced Kikuchi in his career. They're combined one for 16 against Yusei Kikuchi. Okay, and remember, that's the previous Yusei Kikuchi, right? He hasn't faced the Braves in 2023, of course, so that's the previous Yusei Kikuchi who was getting rocked every time out left, right, and center. Now, truth be told, Yusei is still getting rocked to a certain extent in in, in 2023. He's actually being hit harder than ever before in his career, but what's the difference been? He's still a strikeout per inning pitched, even when Kikuchi was at his at his massivest struggles, even when he was at his at his at the peak of his struggles. He's always a strikeout per inning pitched guy. But this season, how about the walks? Drastically reduced. Not reduced, drastically reduced. Again, getting hit hard, but that strikeout to walk ratio for Yusei Kikuchi is more than double his career best so far in, 23, in 2023. More than double. What have we seen from Kikuchi in the past? Those one-run innings very quickly become crooked number innings, become three, four, five-run innings. An explosion gets in there, right? Not able to right the ship. And in particular, it's because he's been so wild and it's just giving so up so many free passes. That has not been the case so far in 2023. 12 appearances last season. You talk about the walks. He had 12 appearances last season. You say a dozen appearances with at least three walks. I mean, holy moly, holy moly, none so far this season twice in 2023 he's allowed two walks that's it that, that's his high that's his high 
again, when you talk about Yusei Kikuchi, we, we, we shouldn't be looking at him as somebody who's, who's going to do uh, carry the day, who's going to do the heavy lifting for the pitching staff. Want him to nestle in and settle in and be comfy as that fifth starter. All of these numbers, even though I'm saying Yusei's been hit hard, all of these numbers are way in line with a very successful number five starter for the Toronto Blue Jays. And again, the paramount, you know, the, the number one important thing that Yusei Kikuchi has accomplished this season that has to maintain is is that walk, is, is that control. He's abandoned that cutter, thank goodness. The cutter was probably the reason for the bald hair, right? Just as much as as, as Tropicana Field, uh, you know, when the Jays play there, that's uh, I'm pulling my hair out on, a, on a regular basis. Well, when when Kikuchi threw that cutter, it was ugly every single time he threw it. He's abandoned that pitch, and that new uh, Kevin Gosman calls it that curve sliderish pitch because of the movement you say is getting on that pitch. It has been extremely effective for him this season, and the fastball location has been much better. There's been a lot more examples this season of you say Kikuchi living on the corners. So hey, keep that up, right? Keep that up, you Sai Kikuchi, right? Absolutely. Now, the, uh, sorry, and just a reminder as well, remember, right now we don't know who the starting pitcher will be for the Braves on that Sunday. They, as good as they've been, again, we talked about this earlier, as good as they've been, they are scuffling a little bit with injuries to their rotation right now. So we don't know who will, will be starting for the Braves on Sunday. Really hope, I mean, holy cow hope that the Blue Jays are going for the series win on that Sunday game, right? Man, these pitching matchups in the first two games are scary for the Toronto Blue Jays. So hopefully you say is going for the, to try to give the Blue Jays that series win on Sunday. Sunday again will be Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. Awesome. Now, since it is Atlanta in town, and as we know, these two teams have a little bit of history, 1992 World Series. I thought we'd end the, today's show. We'd end, end this this week on this Friday here with a fun Friday. Let's some some trivia. Some some I've got four trivia questions from the 1992 World Series. Let's see. What do you remember? Let let or, or if you're if that was before your time, what do you know about the 92 World Series? So let's start with some love for the pitchers. Which Toronto Blue Jay went two and zero? Led led the team with two wins, two wins, no losses, and and both games he pitched in, he was. <laughs> Excellent, excellent, and probably the reason for the win both times, or, or I should say at least excellent both times. Who went 2-0 for the Toronto Blue Jays in the 1992 World Series versus the Atlanta Braves? Speaking of two, which Toronto Blue Jay pitcher had two hits? Yeah, crazy, crazy. Which Toronto Blue Jay pitcher had two hits, throwing a walk in an RBI, by the way, for good measure, in the World Series for the Toronto Blue Jay? Which pitcher had two hits? Speaking of the number two. Which Toronto Blue Jay led the team, led the 1992 Toronto Blue Jays in the 1992 World Series for the with most home runs with two in that World Series? And finally, who led the Toronto Blue Jays in hits in the 1992 World Series? The should I give a hint here? Okay, small hint here. Okay, a hint. The, 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 he had nine. He had nine. And I just wanted to shout that out. I just wanted to mention that because I'll give you a clue here that Joe Carter was second with six. So imagine whoever had nine, holy cow, tip of the hat to that person. That person had had themselves a bit of a World Series, right? That's going to wrap up this week's episodes of Locked On Blue Jay Podcast. Again, thank you for spending part of your day talking Blue Jay baseball with me. Hello and welcome to all of our new followers on Twitter, all of our new subscribers on YouTube, and to those of you making Locked On Blue Jays your first podcast listen every day on Apple or however you take in your podcast, a tip of the cap to you. Definitely hope you enjoy your weekend. Last Friday, I closed off by saying, I hope your weekend is full of Toronto Blue Jay victories. They swept Pittsburgh. So let's close this one off by saying, hey, I hope your weekend is full of Toronto Blue Jay victories.